0: we're on. yud base Tammuz, tav and Aleph, Pashis Pinchas, Yid Gimel Tamuz, a very, very uh, special time in Chabad. Yid Tammuz, the birth date of the Rebbe, the Filic Rebbe. And Yid Tamaz of course, the Chag HaGa'ula. It is of course the days that we don't say Tachnun, so much more so that we don't even say Tachnon from Minchav's day. Discussing first the birth of the Friedrich Rebbe bearing in mind the Fidik Rebbe, when he left prison as we discussed last week the Cheshal the Gula of Gimel Tamas, where the Gula began on Gimel Tamaz, the Fidik Rebbe was notified that he was going to Kastar he was going to be released from the prison and sent into exile, and at the time of course, the Fidic, nobody knew the Chesidim nor the Rebbe, well the Rebbe probably knew, but the Chesidim did not know what was the lesser of the two evil we discussed last week but Yidgimotam has ultimately culminated the Geula and the culmination of the Geula the Rebbe wrote a very very interesting letter and the Rebbe wrote that it's not only myself that was redeemed not only I was redeemed from prison, but anyone that refers to themselves as Jew was ref- was also released from prison. So with this, the Rebbe didn't just generalize, but the Rebbe actually put on the on course, saying that this day is a day that now shows freedom, and now broke through freedom, not just for himself, but entire call Yisrael. And the Rebbe added to this same Yisrael Yechunah, that's called Jew. And the Rebbe said that sometimes a person tends to make a nickname of his name. Where Dave Bear becomes Battle. Or, or uh, Binyamin becomes Benji, or B- Benny, or Binyamin. All the different nicknames that become about. And in the Halakha, nicknames have hands and feet. In Halakha, there are times where nicknames have to be referred to. In Halakha, we find if a person is called, actually I had once a nickname, a girl is called by a nickname which not only was her nickname that everybody knew her by but it was not in any which way associated with her own her actual name and because it was so not connected with her name I had to write in her Ksuba her Hebrew name and then in parentheses I had to write Shem Kinoi, her nickname being what it was because if anybody would look at this ksuba down the line, 10, 15 years from now, where she still refers to herself only by the nickname, and they would see this name of this woman, they would say, Who did your husband marry first? And why does he still carry the ksuba from the first marriage? Because literally nobody at that wedding knew her actual name. We're very, very happy occasionally. Basically, in the Thomas days of Geula. As we mentioned, we don't say Taknan. But we have to take a moment. We have to step back a moment and join Achenu Bnei Yisrael now gathering in Baropak. They're expecting in this Levaya on 16th Avenue and 56th Street for this little boy, they're expecting close to a million people to be there. They have cordoned off streets for blocks around. Istakal veraysa alma. looked in the Teda and he created the world. And of course, we have to live with the time, as the Al Tarebba said, we have to live with the time of the day of the Pasha of the week. And although we'll come back to you basically Hashem, Living with the time of the week, this is Pasha's Pinchas. The famous, famous expression is pinchas zelio Pinchas Zelio. <laughs> now, those of you that look at the books, or set up your Svarim Shafa, set up your bookshelves chronologically, or what you think is at least in order, you'll have Bereshus as your first book, and Shmoy's your second, by Yikram, Midbar and Devarim succeeding, and then starts Yeshua Sheiftim, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Bayz. so technically, Pinchas, which is in Chumash Bamidbar, comes well before Malachim, discusses Eliyahu Navi. So then the question arises, Pinchas is Eliyahu? Eliyahu is that Pinchas. That Eliyahu Anavi that we know about later, he was Pinchas. How can we say Pinchas is Eliyahu, meaning that Pinchas actually was prior life, or previously known as Eliyahu. And it's brought down that when the Elisha created the world, the Elisha had malachim that he took aids from. He took advice from. And amongst these malachim, one of them was Eliyahu. Who ultimately comes down into the world and lives quite a long life until he evolves into Pinchas. And according to this explanation, we then understand how it is that Pinchas was the Eliyah from before. The famous story of the Bashamah Kodesh, where the Bashamta comes to a house and there was a chicken served, and the chicken had was questionable, it had a shayla. so they asked the Baal Shem the Baal Shemtuh says is your son here the son was no particular Talmud Chalchem but they said yeah and they brought in their oldest son and the eldest son looked at the chicken and said I don't know do you have another son they brought the second son are there any more sons in the house and they said they had one more child a young child but two things i had, A, amaze a young child, and B, and more importantly, he was a mute. He never spoke. So what would the Rebbe want from the mute child? And the mute child came in and the Balsham the, Kodesh the, the showed him the chicken and asked him, this chicken is kosher or not? The child held the chicken in his hand like a professional rov, and he looked at it and he tossed it, he turned it, and finally he pasquined kosher. It's indeed kosher. The Vashemta then sent the child to back to his room, and the child. Lie down in bed and the child returns the shama. When they found the child was no longer alive, they asked the Bashemta what had happened. And the Bashamta explained that this child had a neshama of a very, very big rub. And the big rav was a very straight rabbi. he did everything according to the law, according to Tera. Ba'ayim, a chicken came forth before him, and he did not know as a shayla what to do with it. He was scared to say that it was kosher if it wasn't, God forbid, to make people eat treyf. And on the other hand, to cause baltashkas wasn't a good idea either. But he chose the lesser of the two evil rather to make people eat treif, which would be mitame, the lev, and the meach. If show a person eats something that's treif, the effect that it has not only on the person, but on the soul, and etc. He said that the chicken was not kosher. After 120 years, this person, this the neshama, came the Mila. And as it came to and Shemayla, the question was called out: "Does anyone have any kind of issue with this neshama? Because according to the books, the neshama did everything he had to, and it was silent. Everybody, obviously, was very, very. He was a very well loved person, love and personality." And suddenly, from the other end of Gan Eden came squawking. The squawking, not of a mother-in-law, of a chicken. And the chicken came screaming and yelling, I have a problem with this Rav. This Rav held me in his hand. I was a kosher chicken. He said I was treif, and they threw me to the dogs. They were supposed to make a bracha on me. And then I ended up with the dogs, and none of those dogs that ate it made a bracha. Bezna Shalmayla was in a turmoil. What do we do? The chicken has a very good taina. And finally, Bezn Shalmayla pasken, that the neshama has to go back down to the world, and to rectify, to pay back the chicken, and to get the chicken to have a bracha made on him. The love started to cry. I was perfect. I did so well. You're sending me back down into the world. Who knows if I can stand again, withstand everything that went on in the world. And so the commitment that the Ebishter made to the Neshama was that you did do everything right and all I'm sending down is to rectify this one thing. You will not do anything else in the world except for make this chicken kosher. And that's exactly what happened. The Neshama came on this world and came to finish, to wait... Until the chicken came before him. Thank you. Until the chicken was able to be pronounced kosher. Don't tell me you didn't bring jelly rings. You have to give him those. So the Neshama, albeit that it spent only a few short years on this world, but the Neshama completed its mission. The mission of a Neshama on this world, we never understand and we never know for sure. But Svarim tells us that a person has a certain premonition. When the nishama has to go back, has to be returned to the Evishterah, and the Nishama expresses itself and says that it has to leave this little boy wanted to become a man wanted to be a big boy and begged and pleaded with his mother to be allowed to walk home by himself. His mother acquiesced, not knowing where this journey would take him. There are many stories of people that said goodbye before Passing on to the next world, returning the Nishamas. In very, very cryptic ways and some in very, very clear ways. In Tafsin Lamid Zion there was a car accident and five Shaktun were killed. I think only two of them were supposed to be in that car. Three ended up in the car by mishap. One of them went out a few days, short days, after standing up from Shiva for his own mother. And his father, of Shalom, was begging him, where are you running? You're going to go to the shkita to the Is What if there won't be a mean? You're saying kaddish at least in the Shlashim. At least during the Shlashim, say Kadesh with a Minyan. And his answer to his father was, I have to go away. Open the freezer with a little baggie of jelly rings. Just remember He went to different stores to be paid anything that was taken during the week. And they said, one of the storekeepers said, we don't pay back debts on Matzah Shabbos, what are you doing? And his answer was, I don't want to go away without paying my debts. So obviously, he had a premonition. 38 years old is not usually an age that a person considers that they may go and die any minute. But yet, the man had this feeling... And it's obviously a schuss to be able to say goodbye. And the children also have different, each one has different, I think, I don't know, each one of them has. I know I heard from one of the children, from the son, how according to the body language, and according to the wording that his father told him before leaving, that his father was saying goodbye. What's that? Can't be, it's only yeah, it So, when this little boy begged to be able to walk himself, to be able to go himself, mm-hmm. but then I, on the road. On the road, the path that a person wants to go on, he is led. But the Rebbe spoke in Tavshin that the main mission is There's no denying that we have to cry and that we have to be sad. And that we have to mourn and be mourned such an action. There's no question about that. But on the other hand, what's our message? First reaction is, we're coming upon the three weeks and everyone will say, it's not even the three weeks yet. It's not the nine days for sure. Already we're being attacked with such catastrophes and tragedies. And not only that, but here it is on Yudbeis time. was a happy day that we don't say Taktan. On a day like this that we are experiencing such a horrific tragedy. The tragedy, of course, is many-fold. The tragedy for the parents, the tragedy for the siblings, the tragedy for the Klaal Yisrael. This was an only boy the youngest child. And the tragedy for the neshama of the person that did this, that didn't just do something drastic, didn't just do something absurd, didn't just do something off-color, but did something that had no tangible explanation that had no normalcy go Sam, welcome back where's your driver? oh, where's the driver? Khatan. Pinchas doesn't lie. So the question is, Pachayit Nalibay. What does that mean? Throw that chair? Move that chair away at least. Now get over it. Pachayit Nalibay. That the person that is now here on this world has to take the heart and has to take a message, has to take a lesson. What does this mean for me? What does this mean that I have to do tomorrow morning? What did I have to do this morning when I came to shul and I heard this horrific, horrific tragedy that happened to Kal Yisrael? The truth of the matter is, people don't like to be stringent upon themselves. Other than, people love themselves, people have avas, and people don't like to really take on. Drastic measures. Had there been a catastrophe of a train crash, a plane crash, a car accident, a pigua, or anywhere else, we would have to think and say and see how do we tragedy in Mumbai. This is off the map. This is a tragedy off the chart and the reaction to such an action has to be in the same vein has to be at the same speed.. <laughs> Life and death are mastered through the tongue. One of those interpretations is brought down by the Fidic Rebbe that he refers to talking during Kriya during the reading of the Terah and Shul. <laughs> talking during <laughs> Kriya Satera is Chaim Vahamavet B'Yad this, God forbid, causes... And the Rebbe writes, Chas v'sholem v'chas v'sholem, the Rebbe writes, the result that it can cause, the adverse pain it could cause amongst Jews. Ideally, I don't think that is the hardest thing to be an undertaking of. And the proof is that if you come to 770... And the Rebbe Shul, and you'll hear on Shabbos when they read the Torah, you can almost hear a pin drop. So people know already they refrain from talking during Kriya. Majority of the Shul. But being that this calls for drastic measures, the shame you saw Anyone that calls himself a Jew has to undertake something very, very drastic and severe to compensate for this horrific catastrophe, for this horrific tragedy. I would go on the limb, and I would say that people should take upon themselves the haklata of not talking Lashon Hara. For an hour a day? For two hours? For an hour in the morning? An hour in the evening? Who are we fooling? Who are we fooling? hara kills three people. The person that says it, the person that hears it, the person that's spoken about. hara is one of the worst Sins that we commit on a daily basis, Achmar And the reason being, because it's so hard to refrain from. And the laws of Lashon Hara are so, so involved. There's Lashon Hara, there's Avak Lashon Hara, there's... By hinting something, by saying, Oh, did you hear about that guy? Oh, please. You're already going into the level of Lashon Hara. And why would Hashanahara be so important to this week's Parsha? This week's Parsha, we hear the mention of Rosh Chedesh, the Mitzvah of Rosh Chedesh, the Mitzvah of the Tevim. And we have a very, very interesting Yom Tiv. After the Yom Tiv of Sukkot comes the Yom Tiv of Shemini Atzeres. Imara tells us what is the idea of Shmini Atzeres? Mosheul Melech. The Moshul to a king that was sitting and had his children come to him for a week's time. And it was a week vacation. But then they wanted to leave and he says please kindle lach. Kosha alay pridaschem. It's hard for me to depart from you. It's hard for me this departure. Give me one more day. Shmiri Atsaras is exactly that. The people are Eileregel, <laughs> and we come to Beis Hamigdash for Yamtiv, and the Abishah says, Kosh Shalai Pridaschem, one more day of Yamtiv. And therefore, it's a Yamtiv of its own. Technically, the wording is wrong. If the Abishah says, according to the muscle, I don't want you leaving me. It's hard for you to, for me to depart. Your departure is hard for me to take. And therefore, stay another day, extend the yomph of another day. It should be kosher elay pridoseinu. It's hard for me, our separation. Not pridaschem, your separation. Your departure. So what does kashalay pidaschem mean? It should not. It's not grammatically grammatically correct. The Ebrus says, "I watch you for a week's time, and in a week time, you're in the and you're all bringing karbanos, and you're all joining arm in arm, and the harmony and the beauty that goes on between you." You're going to return home and again the business world and the negotiations and the bickering and the backstabbing and all the other things that goes on it becomes you all go in different directions it's hard for me says there, to see you all go in different directions to me I have to, to see all your, my children under one roof Behaving and enjoying harmoniously, living together arm in arm—it's extremely difficult. This was ultimately the translation of the famous conversation where the Ger comes to Hillel Hanasi and says, "Teach me the entire al Regel Achas, and I will convert." 613 mitzvahs and all the Great. mitzvahs that come with them one foot what was the? what was he implying here I'm an acrobat I, I, I want to show you how long I get then Gareth said I'm ready for gear I've learned everything that I have to learn I am totally prepared, I've done everything. There's one yomt if I don't understand. That Shminya said. What is that doing at the end of the week? To so this Hillel answers, out the son of the don't do unto others what you know want done to you. To so this hill's reply is, uh, what is this extra day? It's Aves Yisrael. The Pridaschem, he doesn't want to see the Jews going in different directions. Tonight, a million Yidin are standing together to s- not say goodbye, because we don't say goodbye, to uphold. And the Shama Teheda that spent its few years in this world, eight or nine years, purifying and elevating what it had to do. And it's the Shama now returned to the, the Rebbeinah Shalei. And we stand and we all join together at this hour when this is going on. And we're saying the Shama Tehidah. You must go to the Maila and beseech the Maila from Melech, Malche, Amloch, HaMakadosh Baruch D'aloi, Golos, it's enough. We can't take any more. And the tears that are going to be spilling and pouring throughout, and then those that are there, those that are watching it by video, or those that are thinking about it, those that are hearing about it. Anyone has any kind of human heart, has moved to stone for this. Ironically, in 1979, I think it was, a six-year-old child disappeared. Child has not been found. I think in 2004, the parents were officially, um, I don't know how the word, wording works, told that this child is not going to be alive. And now they found someone in prison that's confessing to the murder of that child. So ironically now, at the same time, the closure is coming together. But our job therefore, we have to go match the blow by blow the blow is a tragedy is, to, is a horrific horrific dimension we have to undertake something of a, a extreme extreme motion the most extreme motion is Ka'shalai pridashem the avisher does not like to see his children bickering he does not like to see his children in differences between one another he likes to see harmony he likes to see the children together and one of the things that breaks up the Jewish nation, Nachman Itslan, is Losh and Hara. And therefore this akhlata would not be for an hour a day, for 15 minutes a day. It should be akhlata for an entire day. That we are careful and we work on ourselves to avoid ourselves talking Losh and Hara. And we should make note, a mental note, each time something comes up. Wait a minute, am I gonna fall into Hara? And this is I would Al Kapan make this motion. I will Bilinada try to undertake it with the saying, of course, Bilinada. Lee Nishmas, this child. Hara was also it was slander, actually. When this fellow Nachmanson, a child of a Chassid, a descendant of a Chassid of the Reb Marash, came to arrest the the Greber, When he came to arrest the the Greber, he had no ifs, ands, and buts. But ultimately during the arrest and during conversations that he had with the Rebbe, he got his, at one point where the Rebotson, the mother of the Rebbe, was standing and crying and etc. And Nachlison was so moved, he asked, please take her away, I can't. Understand what we're talking about. We're talking about a person that can come possibly to arrest a Rebbe a grandchild of a Chassid. And the Rebbe was taken in a very, very severe way. The Rebbe was arrested seven times. This was the worst of them all. They barely allowed the Rebbe to take along his thousand and Tvillin and a few other religious articles and some belongings. but the Rebbe said very clearly after hearing from his mother she called out to his father who was of course not physically by Almudain and she called out my dear husband she said your only child they're taking away Your son who selflessly gives everything to do good. With Mesir Asnefer, she follows your instructions. And now comes the worst and the lowest people. And they've broken into our house. And they're trying to extinguish all that the Rebbe is trying to do. Interestingly, they were ready to strike a deal with the Friedrich Rebbe. We're going to drop every charge that's against you. We're asking you one thing you have to stop doing. To stop opening khadarim. Stop opening yeshivas for the little children. Let them grow up on their own. Let them grow up in the Germ- in the Russian schools. And let them make their own choice. Mm-hmm. And when they get older, if they decide they want to learn Tater, they 'll learn Tata if not not and they ever said if there 's no small sheep, there 's not going to be any big sheep. if we don 't let the children study Tater and become good Jewish children they 're not going to become good Jewish adults. of went out on Mases Nefesh and they opened Khadarim wherever they possibly could they opened the Cheder for children underground and they went to Mass Nefesh because they were constantly being arrested and the problem that the Russian government had is as soon as they arrested them it didn't close down the Cheder because as soon as the hosts was arrested there was another one to replace them there. And the Rebbe stood by Tzadkius. It was, where was a it? Pezayin. Must have been nineteen, I think, twenty-six. And before Tzadkius the Friedrich the Rebbe out of the pain of what the Chasidim were going through before the psukim just let out something to that effect I don't remember what it was because each and every chassid that was out on shlichas of the Rebbe correct Tafresh Rebbe said the Rebbe said The Rebbe was given a number, prisoner number, 26818. And because he saw in it the number 18, the Chai, the Rebbe knew that he was going to survive this. And there are many, many things and happenings that took on throughout interrogations, back and forth, and the Rebbe did not fess up to anything. The Rebbe faced every trial and tribulation. The the Rebbe's wife, did not leave a stone unturned. The Rebbe's wife, the Rebbe's daughter, left no stone unturned. And no matter what questions were brought up, the Rebbe saw to it that if he knew they would misconstrue, he didn't answer at all. And then ultimately, being sent to Gimel Gimotamus, and finally, being told on on Yudbezi Gimel Gimotamus that he could leave, but because of Shabbos had to wait until he was actually able to travel. But the main idea and concept here of the Rebbe, You didn't come together with the real, did you? Mm-hmm. You have your own car, right? Someone else can pick them up. Oh okay. <laughs> oh no, he just left. That's I was working on trying to get a millionaire. Alright, yeah, please. So the Rebbe says very clearly though that you'd give Thomas's Thomas as a Yamtif, that's not only me. But it's a yamta for the entire nation, for the entire Jewish nation, anyone that refers to themselves as Jews. like to join the share? Would you like to join the share? Uh, maybe, right now I'm giving you a share. I'll before leaving Russia the Rebbe went to Rostov one more time to his father the Rebbe Rashab and he went together with the Rebbe Tzanchai and Mushka and that was uh, Shikha there before Hasana and Issach Sukes, the Rebbe and his family finally left Russia and they arrived in Riga, Latvia and then there was the other stories that had to take place to get Rebbe over from Europe to America. Let us return a little bit to the Pasha of the week, Pasha's Pinchas. Pinchas, we spoke last week, was a zealot, was a kanoi. And he took on many, many different things, but Pinchas did tzedakah. What was the tzedakah that he did? The Pasik tells us, Hei es Chamosi Yisrael. Chamosi is a very strange expression to have used here. The word would be sufficient to say that he took care of my, my, my mitzvah, he, took, he did my mitzvah, he did my... Why chamosi. And where does that come into the concept of Tzedakah? There's a mitzvah once a year that everybody has to give Machzah HaShekel. By giving Machzah HaShekel, the person, the basis of tzedakah is for Machzah HaShekel. Where is the basis of tzedakah of Machzah HaShekel? Machzah is spelled Mem Ches Tzadik Yud sof. So the middle letter is Tzadik, which is Tzedakah. What are the letters next to the tzaddik? Machatzis, Ches, and Yud. So tzaddaka gives us chai, gives us life. But if the person turns away from the tzaddik, turns away from the tzaddaka, then they remain with the letters on the outside which are mem and safrach, Chamasi as he turned around the concept of chamasi. Chamosi is Ches, Mem, Sof, Yud. Where within the middle is the Mem and the Sof, and the Chai is on the outside, the Ches and the Yud. Heishev, he turned it around, and he called tzadaka, which is Machzah which is the Tzadik of Tzedakah, that brings the Chai to the to the Eden. And this is therefore the Tzedakah that he did, By doing the act which he completed. Pinchas in the Pashi has written Mole. Molly means with a Yud. So if we do the gematria of Pinchas with a Yud, Pay and Yud is 80 and 10 is 90. Nun is 140. Ches is 148. And Samach is 208. With the yud, it's 208. 208 is Gematria Yitzchak. What does Pinchas have to do with Yitzchak? As we know, Pinchas is Elio. And since Pinchas' body, when he kills, according to some Madrash, when he kills Zimri, his neshama went out. And the neshama, some say, another raviu. And some say that's where the El Navi became his neshama. And that's what we don't find anywhere throughout the Navi, Elio, Ben, his mother or his father. Elio is referred to as Navi. Aliya wa Tijbi, Aliyaw Giladi. He's never referred to the Ben somebody. And we know the story of the Baal, the Evdeh of Edizara Baal. As the Evdeh of Edizara Baal, those who served of Edizara Baal, confronted Aliya or the confronted them, actually. And each stood on a different mountain, and each was to bring a sacrifice to show who is the real God. And the day of the of Baal got up and they did everything they could to try to bring down the fire from heaven to consume their sacrifices to their God. And when all failed, Eliyahu stood up. It was now the afternoon. It was time for Mincha. Eliyahu Mincha, the tells us Eliyahu was answered by Tvilas Mincha, and therefore, by Davani, Mincha, the we made the Kiddush Hashem, where the fire came down, and consumed his karma. The three Tfilas a day, Shachris, Mincha, and Meir, were established by our forefathers. Avram established, Rayashkim Avram, he established Shachris, Yitzchak established, Mincha, and Yaakov, we say, was sleeping as he davened Vayishlach, Vayishlach, and he davened Mairev. So, therefore, Yitzhok is the one that constituted Mincha, and Pinchas is the same Gematria as Yitzhok. And by being the same, how, in what way is it the same Gematria? Why is it written full? Because it goes to show us. How important is the tefillah mincha? What's the great importance of tefillah mincha? Mincha is a tefillah that is said in the middle of the day. Mincha is a tefillah that a person has to stop the world and daven mincha. In the summertime, it's not such a catastrophe. Mincha, you daven till eight twenty-eight, eight twenty-seven till shkia. If you daven until shkia, you come home from work, you daven mincha. in the winter time it's the middle of the work day Shkia is 4.20, you have to stop what you're doing to dab mincha might when you come home shachas before you leave to work but mincha is something that means a lot of messiahs nefesh for and therefore mincha is the, young, the tefillah of the day the special tefillah and that's why we see the aliyah Yo tefillahs mincha and Mincha, and Yahu being mm-hmm. same Gematria, Fincha's being the same Gematria as Yitzchak. <coughs> Mark's different names of different Shavuot. shavit is Sachar. Mini Chabad, it's brought down as Mini Chabad. We don't say Yisaskhar, we say Yisaskhar. Because there are two sins but they represent nigla the Taylor and Nista the Taylor. and Chassidus. And, and since is penimius the Taylor, it's hidden. So therefore we only pronounce one sin. they bring Um... the Pasha starts off ben Elez, ben Adonakayin. Rashi immediately says Okay, ben Chambash, Zimikra, I got your back I know what your problem is I know that you're having a trauma looking at this Why go back to the Yichas? And then it says Who does he kill? The, she, the Zimri from Shevet Shimon The Nosy of Shevet Shimon you <laughs> guys in Skype want to know if we can count them for the meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're the rabbi I'm down. you down know, by the way you could- t- you could type on the screen answer. <laughs> Okay. It. Oh, it could be. It could be on full screen, you'll see it. Okay. Well, how many people did I have? The technicians here are telling us how the how uh, Skype. Uh, how two. The, the two? Uh, Isaac doesn't count yet. Why, says Rashi, does it go to Pinchas bin Lotz bin Arna Kayin? Because Arun was raid of Shalom. Arif was Ish, ish Chesed. The people said that Elazar married Yisra's daughter. Yisra was a person that used to stuff the animals for Zavid Zara. He was a cruel person. He, later he converted, but in the beginning he was a cruel nature. And therefore they wanted to say that it was not Kanoi, it was Ahzori. He was an Ahzor. that he went and he killed Zimri. Zaktan Tataydah, no, that's not how it works. The Yichas of this tzaddik of Pinchas bin Allah bin Arnakayan versus the yikas of Zimri bin Salomat al Shimani because Shimon had his issues. Shimon and Levi went to kill Chem. Shimon himself had also different incidences which didn't show the greatest of chesed and therefore. The Torah is showing us that Pinchas exonerates Pinchas for being an uh, Ish Chesed, not an Ahzah, by bringing down Pinchas bin Allah ben, ben Ar-Makayen, who is lineages. And the same way the other way around, the Gnai, how Zimri came from Shevet Shimon. But the Torah doesn't say it blatantly, because the Torah is watching you how to talk Lashon Hara. Because the tailor doesn't either want to talk Lashon Hara. And when Meshit Rabbeinu nonchalantly said, aminu bi, The Yidin are not going to believe in me, maybe should consider this Lashon Hara. So much so, he said, put your arm, this is by the talking to the snare, put your arm in your shirt, and when he took it out, it was white like snow, which is the that the us that a person gets for Lashon Hara. So in almost in conclusion, we don't say conclusions because Chassidim don't go different directions. But on this special day of Yidbezid Tammuz, we should be saying Lakhayim. On this special day is a day for Akhlot status, for good decisions. And the decision, the first decision I made a motion is to avoid talking Lashon Hara. It's not easy. I think we should set up a help desk for it. A helpline, hotline. Um, Anti lashon Hara. We report people to Lashon Hara. Yeah, we'll report them. We'll, we'll publicize their names. Will let everybody know who, what they were up to, and also I gave I have a yahrzeit for my grandmother, my mother's mother, Kenedubas the So these auspicious days, we should see that these auspicious days become the ultimate auspicious days of Chagigula to the Gula Mitas Rashiema Mashiach and and he should stand up and tell us don't worry all you the people that cried for me your tears washed away anything any gazetas that there are in Kal Yisrael and there should be refus and yeshuas and we should be able to open our eyes and see only good things l'chaim l'chaim <laughs> there. Au revoir. Lay out the everybody. Who's on Skype? I can't see. No, there was no icon. Yeah, what do I name it? It was Azumahana, I think. There was, yeah. Um, Abe's and. Oh, Abe's was on Skype. He uh, said text and asked him if he could come join. He said, no, sorry. He was typing. Pinchas? Oh.